Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its timeless principles. We've been speaking about unlocking the favor of God. And in our last episode, we spoke about uh, the ninth key, uh, in, uh, which is that uh, you should embrace the kingdom culture of generosity. So, the ninth key is uh, generosity. In today's episode, we continue to discuss uh, the kingdom keys for unlocking the favor of God, unlocking the flow of the favor of God. You should remember that these are not uh, ways to earn the favor of God, but they're just keys to unlock the flow. Because when Jesus Christ uh, died on the cross and resurrected, uh, he exalted us to a place of uh, a position of favor in him <clears throat> so therefore uh, there is a, a reservoir uh, of favor if I could use the word and uh, we are just have, using key, certain keys from scriptures of how to unlock the flow of this favor that uh, that Christ ushered the, the dispensation when he came he, he came to earth when he began his ministry and then transferred it to us when uh, when uh, uh, he died on the cross and resurrected <clears throat> and we have and having become kingdom citizens this is one of our privileges so therefore uh, the 10th key of uh, uh, the 10th key and the 11th key will be the focus of our discussion today so the 10th key for unlocking the favor of God is to embrace the kingdom culture of humility <clears throat> embrace the kingdom culture of humility According to the Collins Dictionary, a humble person is not proud and does not believe that they are better than other people. That tells you uh, that a proud person believes that they are better than other people. <clears throat> it's an exaggerated sense of self-importance. And uh, according to the dictionary.com, pride is defined as a high or inordinate opinion of one's own cap of, of one's own dignity, importance, merit, or superiority, whether as cherished in the mind or as displayed in bearing or conduct. So you see, it's a high or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity, importance, merit, <clears throat> or superiority, whether as cherished in the mind, so it can be something in your heart. Your heart is your subconscious mind. <clears throat> or as displayed in bearing or conduct, the way you behave yourself. <clears throat> a humble person has a good grasp of his inherent worth and capacity, but does not pursue external validation by others, regardless of what the people think about them. So a proud person will seek to to uh, gain validation, to gain a praise and approval from other people. But <clears throat> an, a, a person who is truly humble, uh, they know their inherent worth and capacity. But, uh, that, that, but those kind of people do not regard them, do not, uh, do not uh, uh, try to get people to uh, endorse them <clears throat> as being good or being uh, better or than others and all those kind of things huh? 
it's not an issue about uh, not acknowledging that that you are good or that you have capacity but it's an acknowledgement of uh, a sense of uh, the, but it's a sense of uh, not having a, an exaggerated sense of sense important like somebody said that uh, humility is not thinking of uh, less of yourself but is thinking of yourself less <clears throat> so it's not about you and it's not about trying to show other people that you are better than them when you are humble <clears throat> but a proud person tries to do that humility is a core component of the culture of the kingdom of heaven it is one of the keys <clears throat> that unlocks the flow of the favor uh, with god and man <clears throat> it's a, a key that unlocks the favor of favor with god and with man and we can look at several uh, portions of scripture uh, the first one is uh, first peter chapter 5 verse 5 to 6 <clears throat> 1st chapter 5 verse 5 to 6 is what the scripture says it says uh, uh, Apostle Peter writing to uh, the church he says uh, young men in the same way be submissive to those who are older all of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and that that he may lift you up in due time. <clears throat> so he says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace. That's favor. He gives favor to the humble. And he's saying that if you humble yourself under God's hand, he will lift you in due time. So humility grants us lifting. It grants us uh, favor. It, uh, it unlocks favor. The other... Uh, portion of scripture we can look at is uh, Proverbs chapter 18 verse 12. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 18 verse 12. It says, Before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. So, somebody is, is normally proud unless uh, <clears throat> they fail or, or something happens uh, and they come down. They have experienced loss, perhaps. So, but in the case of humility, <clears throat> is that if you are humble, then what will follow is honor. <clears throat> so you see, so therefore, humility is a key to accessing honor, <clears throat> which is one of the dimensions of uh, the experience of enjoying favor. You will be honored if you if you walk if you operate with a sense of humility, <clears throat> and. Uh, in fact, there's one of the parables in the scripture, which I may not be able to point out now, where Jesus uh, advised his disciples that when you go to a party, don't go to a place where you've been invited for an occasion. Don't go and sit at the highest place. Sit at the lowest place because maybe somebody more important than you will come and you'll be asked to leave that seat. <clears throat> you see, so it's better you, instead of, uh, you start down so that you can be lifted and given a more honorable place instead of going somewhere where you claim high and then you're removed from there <clears throat> so you see humility comes before honor but when before when you are when you're not fallen you are tend to be proud when you have never uh, experienced uh, uh, any character flaw any failure and uh, you have a sense of everything going well for you for example you find like somebody who <coughs> whose marriage is stable the, and whose children are they raising their children and their children are turning out well they may they are likely to be critical 
and uh, as they discuss even as a couple they're likely to be critical of people whose marriages are failing critical of people whose children are not turning out well even if the people are trying to struggle or even if they have just had some weaknesses and they have not been good so yeah, they're likely to feel that they are they are better better than those other parents eh? so 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 uh, before downfall they will be proud but if something now happens and their child turns in another way or their marriage turns another angle that is uh, not pleasant then they will they will they, they, that's when uh, they will come to realize about the cost of the pride yeah the other scripture we can look at is uh, uh, is uh, proverbs chapter 22 verse 4 proverbs 22 verse 4 the scripture says humility and the fear of the lord bring wealth and honor and life humility and the fear of the lord bring wealth and honor and life so you see humility mixed with the fear of the lord it unlocks wealth it unlocks honor it unlocks life you see so 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 you see it's a key for favor in that dimension we also see uh, an illustration from the life of Jesus <coughs> about the benefits of humility <coughs> humility and submission because anyway to be sub to be to be to be submitted to authority to be submitted to what you have been placed God is placing you under <coughs> a situation uh, uh, of his working under his hand under his process or under authority <coughs> you need humility many people who struggle with submission uh, or let me just say that if you struggle with submission the primary reason is usually pride pride is because uh, submission requires you to to bring yourself under somebody's uh, 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 authority yeah uh, Somebody said it in a positive sense to say that submission is bringing bringing greatness under authority. So you have to understand the value of authority, <clears throat> and to be able to submit, you need humility. So that we have a good example from Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus says, uh, I mean, uh, Apostle Paul writing to the Philippians, he says uh, uh, this. He says uh, from Philippians chapter two, verse five to eleven. He says. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. You can see, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross therefore god exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that are the name G, or name of jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father <clears throat> so you see it's saying that even though jesus was god he did not uh, uh, contend to be to be acknowledged as being equal to God <clears throat> uh, but he decided to make himself nothing and he took the nature of a servant a servant is somebody who spends himself on behalf of others and uh, and uh, became uh, and being made in human likeness so he says that as a man 
being in the appearance of a man, that he humbled himself, became obedient to death, even death on a cross, a shameful death on our behalf. <clears throat> and what happened? The effect of this kind of humility was that God exalted him in the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. You see? So he was lifted. <coughs> he was lifted far beyond what anybody could imagine because even though he was a son of God he decided to take himself uh, to treat himself as a servant for the people and for God and for the father so uh, that is concerning humility so on the other hand on the other hand pride leads to disgrace and dethronement pride leads to disgrace and dethronement from a position of honor. That humility will exalt you, give you favor, but pride grants us uh, dethronement and shame, <coughs> disgrace. So Proverbs chapter 16 verse eight say, 18 says, uh, uh, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So when you are proud, you have planted a seed for destruction. You have planted a seed for, uh, to, uh, uh, for a fall. And also as we read earlier in First Peter chapter 5, uh, 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 5 verse 5, it says that God opposes the proud. So you have set yourself against God. So God is going to be fighting you to bring you down. And... Uh, uh, this is the evidence of this is even about God fighting people proud is exhibited uh, in other parts of scripture <clears throat> in addition to the ones I've read in concerning certain kings for instance you find uh, Pharaoh because of his pride and of the way he oppressed the Israelites and he refused to let them go even though God had commanded there were 10 plagues released in Egypt <clears throat> and eventually God uh, killed them the last one was the killing of the, all the firstborns. And then uh, God swept Pharaoh under the entire, the best of his chariots and his army into the Red Sea. He humiliated Pharaoh completely and his, uh, and his army humiliated them because of pride. Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, he was uh, proud because of the way his kingdom was great and what he had achieved. And God uh, humiliated him. By, uh, he humbled him by causing him to uh, spend his, some of his, <clears throat> his time as uh, living with uh, like an animal uh, in, in, in the sense of uh, being brought down low to live as though he was like in the company of other animals I think for seven years if I'm, I'm not wrong and then the Senecharib king of Assyria who came to attack Israel <clears throat> I think came to attack Judah you know and at this point in time, Ezekiah was the king. And so he mocked the, the he mocked Ezekiah and he mocked the Judah and uh, the people of God. And uh, they were, he, he bragged to them that even God is not able to deliver him. And God humiliated him with this large army, having, although he had conquered many nations uh, and uh, kingdoms. Uh, so what happened? That God humiliated him and released an angel that killed 185,000 soldiers. You also see King Herod. 
in Acts chapter 12 where he gave a speech and people started praising him and said this is the voice of a God and not of a man. And because he did not give praise to God, God released an angel who struck him dead. So you see, our pride leads to our fall. Pride will cause God to oppose a person, to bring the person down. And uh, there's also a figurative sense in which pride is spoken of in Ezekiel chapter 31 in the form of the picture of the cedar of Lebanon. The way it grew and even just one of its branches was like a whole tree. And it rose above all other other trees. It's a picture of Egypt in that sense. And then said God now cut it down. It was a prophetic picture. in, in Ezekiel, like Ezekiel speaking about it and uh, he was speaking about how he was going to bring uh, uh, Egypt low you know, you see, so so pride brings humiliation a proud person exhibits a sense of entitlement and self-righteousness a proud person exhibits a sense of entitlement and self-righteousness this this kind of attitude is ab- abhorrent this kind of attitude is abhorrent before the Lord, when you have a sense of self-righteousness and uh, entitlement, and uh, if you uh, if you maintain a sense of self-righteousness, self-importance, and entitlement, <clears throat> you may be surprised that some of the people you regard as inferior to you will be elevated by the Lord and receive answers to prayers and breakthroughs in a faster and grander fashion than you. So God does not, God has self-righteousness and a, a sense of, exaggerated sense of self-importance and superiority of other people's and entitlement. For instance, uh, in Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14, this is what the scripture says. It says, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, And even like this tax collector, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He will not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man rather than the other went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted <clears throat> so you see so 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 if you come with a sense of self-righteousness with an exaggerated sense of self-importance and exalt yourself and a sense of entitlement to what god should give you because of what you have done then you will be humbled and that the, the person who humbled themselves like this person was clearly somebody who in the tax collector or somebody who uh, according to human beings People, many people would say that he deserved uh, God's punishment and evil, but he came and pleaded for mercy, with, for mercy. He said he did not deserve it, and God granted him favor, granted him mercy and justification. You know, favor. You see, the foundation of favor is love and mercy of God. See, so, so 
<clears throat> and that that's a problem that we have that you find people come going to pray before God and they are saying God I have served you so much you know how, how come you are blessing these other people who are who are, 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 have not served me as much as I've served you the other people who start praying they they, they, they look down and they look at people other people they're thinking that that uh, <clears throat> they, they behave themselves better maybe you're a lady and you behave yourself better than other lady and then you are thinking why is God allowing other people who are not living right to say so in, in uh, to be what well, the ones who get married and you don't get a spouse you may be also complaining that you are the one who works hard you're the one who puts in your best efforts you finish all your work you do well in uh, uh, and advance your the place where you're working advance your the company or the institution and yet other people are the ones who are promoted and not you that's a sense of entitlement. That's a sense of self-righteousness, of self-exaltation. And God abhors that. God wants you to come with a sense of a, a sense of a, a, a dependence on the righteousness that is from Christ Jesus. A sense of acknowledgement of your, of a, you are you are you are not not of a, not deserving what He wants, so that He can grant you favor. Because favor is released based on the fact that you don't deserve it. Huh? Favor is primarily released on that. Yes, they, they are the keys that we use, but when you look at the fact that Jesus is the one who opened the dispensation, uh, ushered us into the dispensation of favor, we know that favor is something that we don't deserve. It is based on God's love and mercy. Okay? So, <clears throat> uh, uh, in addition to the key of humility, <clears throat> the 11th key, the 11th key, for unlocking the favor of God is to acknowledge your weaknesses and helplessness before the Lord. <clears throat> acknowledge your weakness and helplessness before God. Your weaknesses and helplessness before God. These are almost close to the one about humility. <clears throat> because uh, proud people, they don't like uh, admitting that they need help from other people or that they are, they are weak. So, But this is another key. Uh, of the key of acknowledging your weakness, acknowledging your helplessness before the Lord. <clears throat> the culture of the world system teaches people to rely, to rely on and highlight their strengths while concealing their weaknesses. Consequently, many people work hard to portray a life of perfection to the public, but dread the exposure of their weaknesses and failures. And you can see that in social media, especially. The irony of this is that we all have weaknesses and failures. <clears throat> it is a paradox that most of us are drawn to personality, personalities who are vulnerable enough to reveal their weaknesses, struggles, and failures <clears throat> because they exhibit authenticity. That while on one hand, the world praises people who seem perfect and it tries to make us to appear perfect in beauty, perfect in terms of financial success, whether it's finances and other things, perfect in terms of living a life of a, that is seemingly impeccable, that is an impeccable character, not having done any, any wrong, perfect in every sense, <clears throat> setting standards for people. So while the world pushes that, uh, the, the irony of life is that because all of us have weaknesses and failures, that it, it becomes now a paradox that uh, we are, many of us, most of us are attracted to personalities who are vulnerable to reveal their weaknesses, their struggles and failures. I remember 
when I, I did a, uh, I think it must have been last year, <clears throat> I did a, an interview in another podcast called Bloom Radio, Bloom Radio podcast from Kenya. And uh, what happened is, uh, is that uh, I was speaking about my journey through the wilderness season, which I've spoken, uh, mentioned, uh, explained about uh, that as one of the stages of the path of, path of purpose, the season of testing. And so I said so many things about myself and about our family experiences, <coughs> the way it's not pleasant, experiences of uh, that were not pleasant with, and with, uh, within the context of growing up in a family with domestic violence and being chased out of the the house with our, by our, my mom being chased away and then eventually us being chased away by our dad and suffering for many years before we are being restored by God. God lifted us by supernatural power to a place of favor. So so the thing is, uh, many people will not want to reveal that because of the way people will perceive their family or perceive them. Yeah. Yet when you are vulnerable, when you are vulnerable, then you exhibit authenticity. And, and that fear of uh, of shame that fear of what people will see of ridicule or criticism that fear most of the time the base of it is pride yeah? because you see uh, when you are humble when you become least less than the least then no one can trample you when you when you when you become authentic and say uh, speak about your story people cannot use weaponize it against you when functioning in the areas of our strengths we tend to be self confident self reliant and prone to self-exhortation yeah so when we rely when we when we are functioning in our areas of strength and doing well we tend to be self-confident self-reliant and prone to self-exhortation and anybody who comes around that sphere of what we are doing well we we see we see ourselves better than them <clears throat> and so we are prone to self-exhortation that's which is a dimension of pride we may even trivialize our need for help from god and people and that is characteristics of a lot of people who are in the world system because they don't acknowledge God. They believe that uh, human beings on their own are able to do whatever they can do. Uh, this is a sense of pride. Re- rejecting God as the sovereign authority over us, his lordship, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an expression of pride. pride. And when we, and we have the indispensable need for people. So when you try to show that we don't need other people, is also the element of pride also. So, uh, so we may even so we are saying we can trivialize our need for God, uh, uh, for help from God and from people. Yet God works with our strengths and weaknesses. God does not only work with our strengths; He also works with our weaknesses. Huh? Acknowledgement of our weaknesses and helplessness before the Lord unlocks the flow of favor into our lives. The interesting thing is that uh, uh, often. God allows weaknesses in our life to to inculcate a sense of humility because as we as we are not able to sort out certain weaknesses or as we are not able to to resolve certain failures and struggles huh? but we are, so, so we are forced to depend on the grace of God which is a favor the favor of God you know in Christ which is available in Christ so 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 when you acknowledge our weaknesses we unlock the flow of the favor of God we unlock the flow of the the grace of God. And this is depicted in uh, <coughs> uh, Apostle Paul's experience with uh, his weakness uh, and before God, <coughs> pleading for God to take it away, <coughs> but God didn't do it. Uh. It says uh, in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 10, this is what the scripture says. <coughs> it says, uh, I must go on boasting. You see how he even starts the chapter. He says, uh, 
I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. <clears throat> God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I, I do not know. But God's God knows <clears throat> was caught up to paradise. He had inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I will not be a fool because I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted of what I do or say. <clears throat> to keep me from being conceited because of these surpassing great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So you see, Apostle Paul had, uh, uh, when he's speaking about this man that he's saying, he's basically speaking about himself. So he had all these great revela revelations. Huh? You see, all these great revelations. Because now, you see, in chapter 7, he actually says that confirms this when he's in, in verse 7 of uh, uh, chapter 12 of Second Corinthians. It confirms, he says that to keep me from being conceited because of this surpassing great revelation that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh, in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. So it was a system, the weakness and the, the limitation that he had was a system to keep him in humility so that he doesn't think highly of himself because of all these things, because our human beings, the way we are, as the scriptures say in, in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 and 10, that the heart of, the, of man is desperately wicked and God searches the heart. So, And also we have the sinful nature, the Adamic nature in us, where we have the battle between the flesh and the spirit. So our fallen nature is inclined to lean towards pride, to exalt the self, you know, uh, because of the things you have achieved and because of what you have been exposed to. Uh, so, uh, so, so what happened is that he tried because of what he was experiencing the pain to, to plead with God to take away this uh, weakness but God said he would, God told him that my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness so he had to depend on Christ Christ's power he had to depend on the grace of God the favor of God so when we acknowledge our weakness when we acknowledge our help when we surrender what we are not able to do, the things we are not able to resolve, the struggles we go through. We acknowledge that we are struggling. We can't sort out ourselves. We can't help ourselves. When we acknowledge that uh, we are not as good as we thought that we are, and uh, we, we acknowledge our struggles and our failures, we bring them before God, then God releases his grace. He releases his favor. He pushes us to a new dimension. We break through into a new dimension of favor. Or we continue to flow in favor. Yeah? 
So, acknowledgement of our weaknesses, our helplessness, and our failures, struggles and failures, all this is a, is a opening up ourselves to, to the favor of God. It's a key to unlock the favor of God. So don't conceal your weaknesses. Don't conceal your struggles. And also before people, you will also, you'll also earn favor with people. Like I said, that when the more vulnerable you are, the more people are drawn to you. To the, your, when you speak about your weaknesses, your struggles, your failure, and you become in an authentic way, not in a disparaging way, not in a, in a, in a, there are ways in which you can speak about yourself that even the audience, it will be foolish. Uh, if you're, you may be unwise to speak to the, a certain kind of people, but, but generally to people, when you open up yourself and you say, people see your humanity, they see your authenticity, and therefore you gain favor with them. So as we conclude this episode, I would like you to reflect on the, uh, uh, these two questions. Huh? Do you struggle with humility? Do you struggle with humility? For example, do you struggle with submission to authority? Do you feel like you shouldn't submit? Uh, do you struggle by in, with refusing to work that you consider is beneath you, that you think should be given to another junior colleague? Uh, or do you, do you struggle with a sense of uh, whereby you have done something and you're not being recognized, you're not being praised before people, that you're not being acknowledged as you are the one who made the contribution, you're the one who did something? Do you struggle with that? Or do you, or by desiring to be, or do you try to find ways to bring it to the fore that you are the one who did that thing so that people can praise you and lift you and not think less of yourself, of you? The second reflection is do you wonder, I mean, do you work hard to conceal your weaknesses? Do you work hard to conceal your weaknesses before God and people? To what extent are you vulnerable enough to share information on your weaknesses, information about your weaknesses, struggles, and failure? To what extent are you vulnerable enough to share uh, information on your weaknesses, struggles, and failures? And uh, even in, uh, in, with regard to that, the second question, that for reflection, one of the books I'd like to recommend uh, would be uh, I would recommend probably a number of books uh, that have been written by Brené Brown, Brené Brown, uh, Brené Brown, uh, or Brené Brown, whichever way you'd want to pronounce it. Uh, he, she wrote a book called Daring Greatly, and she speaks about vulnerability and the things that people fear, shame and all that, criticism and all that, and the way she explains the way things like perfectionism is not excellence. Just that those the, and many dimensions of the book, and by an interesting coincidence. Uh, the Kingdom Diplomats reports we have a book club, so we are discussing that book in this uh, quarter, this uh, this year, this quarter. We discuss a book every quarter, and so this quarter we are, this new quarter that is coming up, we are, we are, we are this quarter we are reading it, and we're going to discuss it uh, in a month or so, or two, or thereabout. So, so something to reflect on, huh? something to, to, to reflect on about vulnerability. It's not a weakness, it's a strength from the key perspective of the kingdom because and it attracts favor. If you have been blessed by this episode, I would like you to share the same or subscribe, uh, share and subscribe uh, so that you don't miss uh, future episodes. Uh, uh, you can and also ask the other people to share, uh, to subscribe to the same also, the ones you share with, whether you share with them in social media platform uh, or to your friends or family members 
or colleagues uh, or anybody you may feel may benefit maybe somebody may be discussing with you about these things and trying and raise a point that you think they may benefit from this episode or previous episode share with them so that they can learn and grow uh, and if they are not kingdom citizens so that they can be drawn to the culture of the kingdom you can also give us feedback on the the podcast platform from which you are listening to the message on or the email address provided in the show notes uh, or the social media uh, contacts provided in the show notes. May God uh, uh, grant you grace to live a life of humility and to uh, and to maintain the disposition of acknowledgement of your weaknesses uh, and uh, helplessness before him that you'll continue to enjoy favor as you also apply other keys. In Jesus' name we pray.